Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. And throughout my journey in finding a Plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which ones work for me. And since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow healthcare professionals to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. Now, today's topic is one that several listeners have actually brought up to me, uh, even though I tend to joke that I have a face made for radio. I've actually been told that I have a very enjoyable voice to listen to, which, of course, led me to our rabbit hole of the day, which is dun 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 audiobook narration. And let me tell you, the nuance in available opportunities here really surprised me. I mean, I started off this search just thinking primarily about reading books aloud. And, but there are really so many different roles in voiceover work itself. And just within audiobooks, you have different genres to consider. Nonfiction, which often requires a narrator to turn dry text into something with a bit of energy to hold a reader's attention. Fiction may require you to utilize several different voices as you read dialogue or change points of view. And poetry often requires a certain rhythm, and children's books may require you to produce silly voices. But before we get into that stuff, and we will, let's talk about market opportunity. The global audiobook market size is $5.36 billion, with a projected compound annual growth rate of 26.4% until 2030. That is a huge growth rate, and it would put the projected market size at $35 billion by 2030, with the U.S. audiobook market growing at a similar pace, I might add. There are various audiobook market segments, and smartphones register the largest revenue share of them at around 45% as of 2021, and they're expected to continue dominating the market. However, the fastest growing segment is in personal digital assistants and voice-enabled speakers, which are expected to grow by 30%. As of right now, 31% of U.S. households are equipped with at least one personal digital assistant, and this has doubled in the last two years alone. All of this is to say that the demand for audiobooks is expected to grow tremendously in the next several years as internet availability and various devices provide easier ways for consumers to listen to them. Audiobooks are increasing in popularity among younger age groups, and the adult base is growing as well. 
While fiction dominates with 65% market share and is expected to continue growing, the demand for nonfiction is expected to grow the most, largely due to their use as educational materials for children. Hello, screen-free time. Uh, scientists, philosophers, students, and regular Joes just looking to expand their knowledge base. While this particular rabbit hole is focusing on audiobook narration, it's only a small niche in the larger voiceover world. Voiceover jobs include animation voice actors, educational video performers, business voiceover artists, podcast actors, advertisement actors, phone message voice actors, and video game characters, to name a few. The opportunities vary wildly, and they are generally higher in profit than audiobooks themselves. In fact, I'm inspired to do a separate rabbit hole on other voiceover jobs sometime in the next month or so. But for now, let's talk about how much you can expect to make as an audiobook narrator. According to ZipRecruiter, the average annual pay for a narrator in the U.S. is around $33,875 per year. That comes out to a little over $16 an hour, so not really eye-popping, right? Online narrators make a bit more with an average of $48,761 per year or over $23 per hour. Of course, though, the jobs listed on ZipRecruiter aren't really cut and dry, with other sites showing a range of anywhere between $19,000 to $162,000 per year. But either way, we're probably not talking about earth-shattering money here, at least not until you get relatively well-known. As a narrator, you normally earn money per finished hour of audio at the end of the process. Your per-finished hour rate, or PFH rate, is largely determined by your experience level. But if your PFH rate is $100 and your audiobook is 7 hours long, that will net you $700. If you're just starting out, expect to offer a PFH rate of anywhere between $10 to $100 per hour. More experienced narrators receive between $100 to $350 per finished hour. You may also receive a royalty share instead, and that can be anywhere between 25 to 50% of what the title brings in, meaning if a book sells for $4 on Audible, you'd get a buck or two. Of course, the book needs to sell in this instance for you to make money. You may also consider being a member of the Stage Actors Guild, with whom you'd receive hourly rates set by the union. Their current rates are set individually, though, uh, with a minimum of $235 per finished hour. Which, I mean, you think about it, that doesn't sound too bad, does it? I mean, all you're doing is reading, right? At most, you think, oh, one hour on the page and an extra hour in the studio, right? Well, it's not that simple. And the average time to produce one hour of completed audio is actually closer to four to six hours. It can take about two hours to narrate what will become that one finished hour. And after the narration is recorded, it then takes an editor, who might be you as well, more on that later, uh, two to three hours to edit that finished hour. Then you need to do a quality control pass over the finished project, spending time re-listening and, and suggesting words, sentences, or sections to re-record. This is copyrighted material, meaning you can't change any of the words. So you're back in the studio to get it right, taking another hour. So that seven-hour audiobook that made you $700 actually took between 28 to 42 hours to create, earning you between $16 to $25 per hour for your work. Quality really matters here, too, especially if you're just starting out. You'll want to spend more time in the beginning fine-tuning your craft, even though you'll be making less money. It'll be worth it for you in the end. So how do you get started? Again, I'm I'm just strictly focusing on audiobook narration here, um, although much of this advice 
can be applied to voice work overall. The first thing you need to do is identify your niche. It may help to listen to some audiobooks in different genres to help you along with this. You'll need to define your voice and personality. Identify what comes naturally to you and what emotions are easier to perform. Do you find accents challenging? Do you stink at comedic timing? What genres do you enjoy? If you can create multiple characters and sustain them through a project, then fiction could work well for you. But if you are friendly and engaging with an informative voice, much like me, then e-learning may be more up your alley. Finding your particular niche will come as you gain experience. There are some basic skills that you will need to have or work on to improve in order to find success. Storytelling delivery, voice characterization, articulation, breath control, audio editing know-how, and endurance are all important traits for any narrator to have. Next, you'll need to set up somewhere to record. Here's what you'll need. Number one, a quality microphone. Two common types to consider are condenser and dynamic microphones. Condenser mics have a higher sensitivity, and they pick up more details in recording, making them ideal for most voiceover needs. Dynamic mics aren't as sensitive, but this means they pick up less background noise as well. Your budget and the sound you're looking to achieve will play a role in your choice of mic, so you'll need to do some research here. Number two, a pop filter. This is a protective screen that minimizes cracking mouth noises, pops, and other types of so-called plosives. Number three, noise-canceling headphones. These help you to maintain your focus while you're recording. Number four, a computer with plenty of storage space. These recordings are big tasks that result in large files, so you need to make sure you have the hardware to handle it. And you need to probably have an external hard drive or some cloud storage, which can also help to keep your files safe and organized. Number five, a second screen. You may want a tablet or second monitor to read from. Listeners don't want to hear you turning pages after all. Number six, audio production software. GarageBand and Audacity are a couple of good options to start with. They're free to download, they're compatible with Mac and Windows, user-friendly, and easy to learn. If you're a little more experienced, you may consider Adobe Audition or Logic Pro X for better editing and mastering tools and higher quality results overall. A quick note here. As a narration freelancer, most of your clients will likely be authors or small publishers, meaning that you'll be expected to do your own post-production on your audio files to deliver a finished product. However, you may work with a production company that allows you to just send raw recordings. In those cases, you'll likely have a director who gives feedback and directions for any redos needed along the way. And number seven, lastly, a quiet studio area. You don't necessarily need your own at-home audio booth, but soundproofing a secluded space can give you consistency and room tone for the recording process. All right, now you're ready to record your demo. This will serve as your business card for picking up new contacts and work, so you'll want to pick the materials that best showcase your abilities and vocal range. Ideally, the demo reel should be more than five minutes in length and contain three demo pieces. A first-person fiction sample, which is a story told from the perspective of one of the characters. A third-person fiction sample, which is a story told from the omniscient narrator's perspective. And a non-fiction sample. History, memoirs, biographies, or self-help would work here. The next step is to find some actual work. There are a couple of ways to go about this, but the most direct way is to freelance on different websites and exchanges. 
The best one for narration is ACX, where you can find voice acting jobs for audiobooks sold on Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. You can choose payment by PFH rates or sharing in royalties. You can create your account, upload samples, select a payment option, audition for gigs, and accept or decline offers as they come in. Other sites like Fiverr and Upwork are great too, because you can build your profile and set up rates and packages. These sites rely on positive reviews and high ratings, and they often share in your earnings between 5 to 20%, depending on your profit. You can always hire yourself a voiceover agent, although finding one who is specifically focused on representing audiobook narrators is a challenge unless you're already a top-tier talent. I'm thinking here about the folks who narrate famous books like Jim Dale and the Harry Potter series or Cassandra Campbell who narrated Bird Box and Orange is the New Black. But since you're not there yet, you may want to focus on some other ways of finding work. Number one, finding voice over casting calls at websites like Backstage or Voice123. You can upload your demos and try to get some experience to build those relationships with authors and publishers directly. Number two, look into audiobook production houses like New Village Press, Macmillan Audio, and Grand Central Publishing. Like traditional publishers, these companies create their audiobooks in-house. You can check to see if they are open for submissions, but make sure you follow their guidelines to AT. And number three, workshops. They're great for beginning narrators. You can learn about the industry, get tips to up your game, and receive feedback on your skills. David H. Lawrence's ACX Masterclass and Patrick Fraley's Audiobook Narrator Curriculum are two reputable sites that offer in-depth classes. Taking a workshop doesn't guarantee work, but it is a great networking and educational opportunity. I'll have some of those links for you and some free online courses in the show notes, too. And that's about it. I mean, as you gain more experience, you can adjust your rates accordingly to reflect the quality of the content you produce. The more high-quality work you put out there, the more in-demand you will become. With that being said, let's take a look at the pros and the cons. First, a pro. Demand is high. We talked about the growth of the audiobook market at the top of the show. People lead busy lives, and they are listening to books more than reading them because it allows for multitasking. I mean, if you have an hour commute anyway, you might as well listen to something fun or educational, right? Next is our first con. The pay is low. Compared to other voiceover gigs, there is much more work put into a job uh, than the money is that is actually made. Consider that a voice actor can spend a short amount of time, let's say 5 to 15 minutes, to record a radio commercial and make 1200 bucks, Or they could read for several hours and spend even more time editing and finishing a 10-hour audiobook and make around the same thing. I know which one I choose. Next is a pro. This can be pretty fun. If you're choosing books that you enjoy and you have some acting chops, then you might really enjoy bringing these books to life. Listeners can definitely tell when you're not into it, but great narration can make the experience worth it for everyone. Con, it's very time-consuming. The typical audiobook is 8 to 11 hours long, and as mentioned earlier, it will take you even longer to actually record it, and then much longer to edit and perform quality control. You'll probably want to read the book first, too, so that you know how to portray it in the first place. This isn't a sit-back-and-relax type of gig. Uh, there's no way around the time commitment that's required. Pro, low startup costs. Similar to starting a podcast, you just need some basic equipment to get going. Keeping costs well under $1,000 shouldn't be a problem, and you can always upgrade equipment as you find more success. 
Next is a con. You really can't mess up. I mean, whatever whatever you do mess up, you'll just have to fix it later yourself. And I know I catch myself changing little things when I read a book to my kids because it flows a bit smoother. Instead of saying, we are going to visit grandmas, I'll say, we're going to visit grandmas because it's more natural for me to put the contraction in. But you can't do that for an audiobook. Next is a pro. High profit per sale. I mean, you can make up to 50% of what a book sells for on Audible. That's pretty stinking high, considering that you didn't even write the book in the first place. Unless you did your own audiobook, of course. But either way, if a book sells well, then you can stand to profit pretty handsomely. And last is a pro slash con. There is a technical learning curve. If you're a bit of a tech head, then this learning curve could be very low for you. But I tried to edit my own podcast at first and quickly realized that I was out of my depth. While the learning curve may be a challenge you'd like to take on, it's a con for me all day long. Now, as always, I have a bunch of links in the show notes to help you in deciding whether this thing is right for you. After doing this research, it's clear to me that audiobook narration requires a highly refined skill set that few people seem to specialize in. I mean, there's simply a lot more to this than just reading books, after all. You can also check out the following books to help you in your journey. Recording Audiobooks, How to Record Your Audiobook Narration for Audible, iTunes, and More by George Smolensky. It helps guide you through the process of recording your own audiobook. And Storyteller, How to Be an Audiobook Narrator by Lorelai King and Ali Mearden, which provides simple, straightforward advice from both sides of the microphone to help show you what it takes and how to become an audiobook narrator. Of course, those are both available on Audible as audiobooks, which you can get for free with a trial. And that's going to do it for the show today. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. The show only grows because of you, so make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or colleague to help them on their passive income journey. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming show, just put that in your review of the podcast. I check those all the time, and I cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me and gain access to passive investment opportunities, Make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time, be safe. Take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.